This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now it's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Good morning and welcome to Thursday. We call it Other Friday. We've made it. We made it through the ridiculously cold weather. It was, you know, decently uh, warm out there yesterday. It's 40 degrees out there right now. We were were much closer to minus four not that long ago, and it's 40 degrees out there now, and we're going to have a day that gets up, you know, maybe near the 50-degree mark, and we might even get something toward the 60-degree mark in the next few days. It once again is so foggy you can't see buildings as you drive, so be careful as you do that. It was that way yesterday, too, and from Oklahoma City, it was foggy and and, uh, misty the whole time, and so it's kind of like living in London or Seattle, but at least it's not cold. That's the yes. more part. Yep, and 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 we're close to the end of January, which, as we said, goes ten, tends to go fast. And February is your shortest month, and before you know it, it's spring break month, and life changes, and everything looks better because the NCAA tournament's not far away. And it's not like we don't have things to fill our time between now and then. Hey, they actually say Alan Crone says we'll get to fifty today. Look at that. All right, so that means go out and plan your exercise, do your stuff. If you still have those Christmas lights up and you just went, no, I'm not doing that when it's 10, I don't blame you, today might be your day. Well, welcome in. We've got much to, 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 to cover today, all the way from the ridiculous to the sublime. And really, it's mostly just ridiculous because I don't know if I consider Jim Harbaugh. I think he's both of those things. Ridiculous and sublime. Uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh, now the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, if you know, all the reports we see are finished and signed, but it seems like that's the case. Leaving Michigan, and according to, you know, some of the things you're hearing, and if you read about this, I thought, as we talked about yesterday, possibly Harbaugh was kind of trying to play that whole, look, I want complete immunity angle. Mm-hmm. Well, some of the reports are saying Michigan said sure, and then offered him $11.5 million a year. <laughs> <laughs> and Now, imagine... It's one thing to be offered $11.5 million a year and to have enormous expectations, which they do because they're coming off a national championship. But they're also up at the top of the mountain. They're not climbing. And you've always heard it's harder to stay at the top and get there. That's true, although Nick Saban kind of proved that wrong. Harbaugh is in a position, or was, at Michigan to keep that rolling pretty significantly. And you've already got Ryan Day and Ohio State trembling. Yeah, They just don't feel like they can win that game, at least it doesn't look like it. And although they've had great recruiting success at Ohio State, blah, 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 blah. He doesn't, none of that matters. He really was the king of his own fiefdom. Mm. He could have done anything he wanted and was doing <laughs> yeah. anything he wanted. So you have to believe, according to what you're reading and hearing and seeing, that he really has a drive to win a title in the NFL. Yeah, that's all you can really think about, right? Because... Yeah. I mean, when you're coming off a national championship, you're kind of thinking, what's left at that mountaintop in college? And now you get to go to another former mm-hmm. team and see what you can do there. Yep, and he did play with the Chargers. Uh, as a matter of fact, we have a, a small bit of audio today when he was mic'd up as a quarterback for the Chargers many years ago. Awesome. And I watched him play at Michigan and then in the NFL some. And so I, I've seen him play, and he reminded me of a Todd Blackledge or a guy like that. You know, at Michigan, he was he was kind of like Mike Gundy was at Oklahoma State. Skilled, talented, unquestionably, but occasionally you look at him and go, how's he athletic? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and Mike was the same way. Mike could run. Mike could do things. He could get out and escape and, and slide and do all that stuff that when you looked at him, he just didn't look horribly athletic, but he could do all those things. Mm-hmm. Paul Smith was that way at Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at a guy like, like Harbaugh, and that's the way he was at Michigan. Oh, he's a big guy. You know, and back then, the way they were running the football, it kind of made sense. And so I've, I've always thought of him as that guy who got the most out of everything he could. And then in the NFL, he was okay. I mean, he had some he had some good moments. But it's the it's the actual mountaintop of the NFL. And he has a team with the Chargers with a quarterback who can get you there, and you can't get there without that quarterback. The last team to do it were the Ravens with Dilfer. And Trent was still a good quarterback, but he just was not a superstar. You, you can't do it without one of those guys now. If you mm. don't, I mean, look who's in the final. Look who, where we are. We've got Purdy, who's just played as well as anybody. We've got Lamar. We've got... You know, we've got um, Mahomes, and, Mahomes, and then Golf. Yeah, who's, again, but Golf has progressed so but much. But this you know? year, right, is playing at that level. As a matter of fact, he had, uh, you know, I, I, when he was with the Rams, and and my family and I, because we go to L.A., we kind of pay attention to some of the Rams stuff. And you know, when they made their run and they got him out there and they bought their team, which is essentially what we're doing in college football these days. As a matter of fact, we've got a story about that today too. Yeah, we watched, and I thought, you know, hey, look, it's great to have Stafford there because I never trusted Goff. And when they traded Goff and I watched him, and I always saw this doubt in his eyes that I don't see this year. And I mentioned that before. I yeah. see a different Jared Goff, just like you saw a different Bo Nix at, at Oregon. But, you know, you know, L.A., Jared Goff has never met the Lions' Jared Goff. He's a different player. Mm-hmm. He looks confident. He looks like a leader. And yesterday, a reporter asked him a question, and he's even playing with him. We'll get some of that for him today. We also have the Kelsey podcast, and I had to go and through and clean a lot of stuff up. But the Kelsey Brothers podcast, and look, I got I to gotta admit, as busy as my life is as a caretaker at home, I don't get a lot of time to do that kind of thing. I do a lot of reading, but that way it's quiet because I can hear, you know, to make sure there's no problems with Lindsay. Uh, and so I, I do that a lot, but I don't get to listen to a lot of stuff until there are more people in the house because I need to be able to hear. And so I don't hear a lot of podcasts. But I tell you, this Kelsey Brothers podcast, absolutely, I have to believe, is worth buying if you have to. Oh, it can be a riot. Oh, yeah. And in in today's version, what are they talking about? The Taylor Swift jumping out of the box and all that. Now, I've, to be honest, it's like 25 minutes long. And I've cleaned it up. Uh, and taken out and beeped a couple of things. <laughs> Interestingly, it's only Travis you have to beat. Jason didn't curse. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. a family man. Yeah, you know, we, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> until, he gets, until he, until gets he jumps sweet. out of the box, right? <laughs> uh, but I've got that, and I've I've edited some things to make it so that we get the important parts where they're talking about him going out to the tailgate, Jason, that is, and then in the box and taking off his shirt and the whole number. So we'll play that today as well. We also have Ryan Aber, our OU insider, at seven thirty today, and you know. I'm, what is going on? I mean, Porter Mosher's team looks really good, and they just lay an egg against Texas. Now, everybody has a bad day. We'll, we'll ask about that. Uh, more in recruiting. And and who saw Gunnar Gundy to Alabama? <laughs> Honestly, and yesterday we're taking text at 918-262-5072. That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We're taking text about that, and people are going, well, you know, maybe in, the, you know, in Alabama State, maybe a San Diego State. Mm-hmm. We were talking about high, you know, lower division schools, or, or, you know, even when we talked about Ohio, we said really good team, looks like he'd fit. Which of us saw him to Alabama? Well, that, 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 that's a um, one that went viral that's a – some somebody got us on that. Oh, is that not so? It wasn't true. No, it's not true. Someone took their time to make a uh, looks good graphic, a very good looking yeah. graphic. Because one one thing that I even noticed about that I had to double check was I went on 
when I saw it on Twitter, he doesn't have his normal at name as mm. Gunner Gundy, you know? So somebody was able to just use that name and make his profile exactly oh, like you, his. Bro. And I was just like, wait a minute. Uh, okay. And then you finally, you finally go through the rabbit hole to find out that's not well, true. Well, I'm, I'm but, sure I'm, that, that makes me sound a little stupid, but I was fairly busy yesterday. I had to go to and from Oklahoma City to get Lindsay ready for her proton therapy. So no, we, that, that graphic looked legit. It did. It did. And I just <laughs> saw it. As a matter of fact, I, I was, we were in the room at Oklahoma Proton Center. You have to go back into the room and you have to go through the CT and they have to fit you for this mask that they put on her head, on her face mm-hmm. when they do proton therapy, when I have to start taking her down there, which will be hopefully, hopefully fairly soon. But you had to do this one too. So we, I'm sitting in the room and, and we'd already talked to the doctor and talked to the nurse and, and uh, some of the assistants and I'm flipping through just to make sure, cause we're about to go back into the bowels of the place where I'm not gonna be able to get a signal. And I saw that and I thought, holy cow. And I just put it aside. Well, then the rest of the day was very busy with that and then driving back home and then going through the evening to get her ready for bed and all that. And I just never went back and looked at it again. So mm-hmm. thank you for, for correcting me. But good. I mean, and honestly, had that been the case, I mean, my mind was turning on who does Mike know down there? That Did they get together? Right. Does he just want a really good final year experience in a place like that? So mm-hmm. he still hasn't landed then. Yeah. So that's it's good to uh, see that he still has an opportunity to go somewhere where he can really thrive, and it's not just maybe another situation like it is at OSU. Well, you wouldn't think you would leave a situation like Oklahoma State or even a situation like Ohio if you believe you're going to have an opportunity to play. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't know what happened up there. I mean, you know, he hasn't even stepped on the field yet. I can't imagine after they said yes and they, you know, they said sure and they signed him that they said, you know, now that we think about it. So I doubt that happened. Right. But, I mean, who knows? So who knows what he's thinking, but when I first saw it yesterday, I thought, wow, that's, that, that'd be pretty cool. And <laughs> mm-hmm. somebody saw something, which would be, you know, that'd be interesting. All right, so we'll take that one off the list, but we'll talk about the Thunder, who had a win last night. Uh, also, Arkansas, who had another loss last night. There were a couple of other upsets last night in college basketball. A couple of good notes for women's teams in, in the state we'll get to, and we've got some NFL news on coaching and who's going where. Still nobody at Atlanta, and that just makes me scratch my head. How in the world... Can the Atlanta Falcons still not have a head coach? How can they, with the people out there, and and if you're listening to the show before us, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, apparently, you know, Atlanta, the owner anyway, Arthur, really wants Belichick, but everybody else doesn't. The entire front office doesn't. Which, hey, you ever had a new boss hired, and they go around, they meet everybody, and everybody without question goes, oh, God, no. And then the, the, the person in charge goes, I love them. <laughs> you ever had that happen? Not not me specifically, but I, I see it. I have. Experienced it. <laughs> I have. Not here. Not at Griffin. Yeah. But I remember, and I'm not exaggerating, there was a man who worked where I used to work for the 39 years almost. <laughs> he was only there for a month. <laughs> His on-air name was Steve Smokin' Weed. Oh, perfect. Yeah, on a conservative uh, talk, sh- talk show station. Edgy. Which it never, yeah, never made a lot of sense. <laughs> and and he went around and spoke to people. Every, you know, he kind of went around, right? He'd had his interviews with the people who were doing the hiring, which was the higher-ups. And then he goes around and he'd talk to everybody. And, I mean, without question, every one of us went, oh, Lord God, no. They'll never do that. And then we have a meeting, and, hey, Steve has been hired, and, Every one of us just looked at each other with dread. And then a month later, he was gone. He left. By his own choice? Yeah, he left because, and I'm not exaggerating, he left. Well, he just didn't show up. I mean, he just, someday, one, one Monday, he just didn't show. 
And so it's like, I'm, you know, whatever's going on. You, you mean on. Steve I mean, smoking weed just didn't show up He just up didn't anymore? show. Right. What? Now, if you work at a, at a radio station with, with pretty seasoned people, you could come, you could be gone for a week or two or a month, and the place will run just fine Yeah, for the most part. It's got to be seasoned people who are driven and want to do their jobs, and things will be all right. Well, things went on, you know, a couple, three days, and we're all noticing he's gone. Oh, maybe he's on vacation. Maybe he's moving. Mm. No, because they don't tell us anything, right? <laughs> Thursday of that week, we get a note. Yeah, Steve's not with us anymore. He never called anybody, just didn't show up. And I later found out from the, <laughs> from the guy who hired him, who said this to me with a straight face, even though he's the one who made the decision to hire this guy. He said with a straight face, yeah, he, uh, I finally got a hold of him. He said his wife's guru told him that the karma here was wrong. So they moved. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I see, I think there are times when go with the collective, not the one. Mm, I'm just it, saying. It's, it's not a bad way to Sp- go. You know what Spock said? The good of the many. Mm. 612 on the Blitz 1170. All that to say, you know, who knows what they're thinking in Atlanta. But Belichick's got to be sitting out there going, it's the Falcons. Come on. Yeah, I mean, get off your high horse. For God's sake, <laughs> I want all these titles, blah, blah, blah. It's the Falcons. And then if they were to hire him, the Brady come back for one more year. Would Tom uh, come back one year? It's we, in a we dome. We got to talk about that. Yeah. It's in a dome. It's inside. It's great. I mean, he he has he's protected in conditions. Would Brady that would start? Mm-hmm. Still see, in good shape. There would be season tickets sold just because that started. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, they've interviewed Vrabel, and yeah. who knows who else they're going to talk to. But a how a lot the, of coordinators? How are the Falcons still without a head coach? That's just, that's laughable. 613, we're in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio here on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Alls. I'm Rick Corey. We'd love to have you text us and be a part of it, 918-262-5072. How do you think things will go with Jim Harbaugh? Are you excited about that move? Uh, Just let us know what you're thinking. Plus, if you want to talk Thunder, you want to talk college basketball, we're going to get to that Kelsey audio at 630 this morning. We'll play it again a little bit later on as well. All that to come still here today, right here. Oh, by the way, we've got a note. Like last night, the Thunder beat the Spurs. We've got a fun note about Victor Wimbignana. <laughs> it's something you don't generally hear with a player. We'll get that, too, coming up right here on The Blitz. The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD-equipped radio to 106.9 KHDT HD2. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on The Blitz 1170 and streaming on The Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder were winners over the San Antonio Spurs last night, 140-114. to 114. SGA had 32 points and 10 assists, but the focus was on the battle of the bigs. Chet Holmgren had 17 points, 9 rebounds for the Thunder, and Wimbenyama had 24-12 and 12 for the Spurs. Last night, the Razorbacks never let in their blowout loss at Ole Miss, 77-51. to 51. It was the fifth double-digit loss for Arkansas in conference play. Arkansas only made 17-51 shots from the field and had 14 turnovers. They'll host sixth-ranked Kentucky on Saturday. And Michigan Wolverines head coach Jim Harbaugh is leaving the school to be the next head coach for the L.A. Chargers, the team announced yesterday. Harbaugh's deal is for five years. Harbaugh played for the Chargers for two seasons in 1999 and 2000. He hasn't coached the NFL since 2014. That's the Window World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. The Tulsa Basketball Coaches Show, brought to you by Riverside Ford of Tulsa and Stuart Martin Kubota, Mondays at 6 p.m. on the Blitz 1170.
blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. That is our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. You can do that anytime. We'd love to have your interaction at 918-262-5072. It looks like Sharon Moore is going to be the guy probably hired at Michigan. I say probably because as soon as you think that, you don't have any idea what uh, administrators are thinking. But that's uh, that's probably what's going to happen. He carried through just fine, other than the crying on television over yeah. um, <laughs> our Sarbaugh's suspension. Uh, but you know he's got shoes to fill, and you've know, got guys. Corum's gone. You know, losing McCarthy. Uh, they do have great recruits. It's Michigan, but it's not going to be easy. You follow a national championship, and you you slide right on over. Not that they might not interview other people. There are going to be a lot of people out there who've got jobs right now who may call about this job. I would not surprise, be surprised to see them hire him right now, Sharon. I also wouldn't be surprised if they took a few calls and went through a process because you do have to do – I mean, they're, they're a state institution, which means they have some federal laws to comply by, which means they got to interview somebody. Mm. At least you would think. Um, you got to see how that's written for them. But I wouldn't be surprised if they talked to some people. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, it's going to be a high-profile job, obviously, but I, I could see Sean Moore being a, a safe bet. But again, he's proven himself. Mm-hmm. But a, a safe bet in that you're not going to have a lot of exits. You know, with when I, I don't think you're going to have as many exits with this 30-day window that's going to open up as you would, even if you hit a home run higher mm-hmm. that you would ultimately get. And so. the thing, you know, we talked about the 30-day windows at places like Washington, Arizona, and so forth in Alabama. If you have him and you replace him quickly, and with Harbaugh gone, you replace him quickly with more, then you, those guys, because you, if you replace him with more, because you didn't go out and get somebody else, which steals somebody else's coaches, which starts the process again. Because when we said Alabama started the process and it went from them to Washington to Arizona and then down to San Diego State. Uh, pardon me, San Jose Senate, State. Yeah. Right. Because I, I, I said, when will it stop? It's going to stair-step mm-hmm. down. And in this case, you, you hire the guy right away. You don't go get somebody else's coach. That stair-step doesn't start again, right. which will have many athletic directors around the country going, thank God. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. in this opening, much like Alabama and a little like Washington, they can have almost anyone they want. No one is safe. (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, only the guys who just took jobs. You know, uh, everybody else you have to look at and say, you know, gosh, is this a possibility? And then you don't know how many mid-level guys who you might not even think of see that job and think, well, I'm going to at least call up there. And then who knows if, you know, they've got a good agent and kind of bully their way in, if you will, for an interview. So I'm going to be... Really interested how quickly they do this, or yeah. if it takes a little bit more time. I think the longer it takes, the more if you're you know if you're on more, you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are we gonna get this going or not? Or yeah, and, and I think I to, to your point about stability, the longer it takes, the more of that you might have. Yeah, and, and I haven't checked the portal. Of course, it takes a, it takes a minute for you guys will announce they're going to be in the portal, or somebody will hear it and it'll get broadcast and then you it takes a you know a bit for them to go through the process file the paperwork get to the NCAA and for it to show up that they really have officially entered so that is a, an issue we will look into and, and at least see if we can follow but I wouldn't be terribly surprised either way honest to goodness I mean the, with the way they yeah. go I just know this over in Columbus Ryan Day must have been on his knees going thank God I can I can keep this momentum on my side, right? <laughs> well, I don't know there's any momentum, really. I mean, yeah, he's got recruiting momentum, but you haven't won that game in a while. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you know, 
it's not like Ryan Day can't coach, but Jim Harbaugh no. became his bugaboo. Mm-hmm. You know, guys have had that. Guys had, you know, Daryl Royal's bugaboo was Switzer. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he beat Switzer some too, but that was his bugaboo. Everybody had one. And that's that's kind of right his right now, mm-hmm. you know, and does he end up John Cooper? You know, it depends. Now, yeah. Sean Moore beats him next year. She already beat him once, mm-hmm. but, if the, you know, Harbaugh was still there, if you will. If if you know if that happens, yeah, maybe not. So he's probably thinking, "Hey, the magic's gone a little bit." Yeah. But how much, if any, of the magic was just the quirkiness of Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> that's what I. That's what you got to wonder, right? Uh, Honest I to goodness, the guy can coach. We know that he was successful at San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He's been successful everywhere he's coached. It's he's never gone anywhere and laid an egg. There's never no. No, never. I mean, he. You might look at some of his records and and think, well, that's he could have been better, but he's never laid an egg. So it, the guy can certainly coach, but it's that quirky nature. Again, teams reflect the personality yeah. of their head coach. If that dude's a little off kilter, but as kind of hard charging as he is, that's kind of what your players adopt. So I wonder mm-hmm. how much of them is him or was him. Yeah, I, I think we can see that probably over the course of the past. Three or four years, wouldn't you think? I mean, we ha- again, he hasn't really laid an egg ever, but at the beginning of his time there, he had a struggles with Michigan mm-hmm. State he and did. Ohio State, um, you know, and, fi- and finally reached the mountaintop. And yeah, he's just <laughs> he- he's an oddball. He did have it. He did have struggles, but everyone who's ever taken a job for the most part has, you know, yeah. Saban it's, wasn't going to just immediately work out. Yeah, Sab- Saban wasn't great to start. You know, and then, I mean, he was, he was good, but he wasn't just fantastic when he first got there. Then he started winning everything. Yeah. I mean, look around. Lost to ULM his first year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are people who have had those kinds of issues, and then they, they go on from there. You know, I mean, Bob Stoops' first year was not Bob Stoops' second year. I mean, you, you look around and— <laughs> A little, little bit quicker, right, than, than yeah. we're used to. Yeah, but it, it does happen, right? And you, mm-hmm. and you you look at where, you know, Harbaugh's been. He was at Western Kentucky as an unpaid— assistant coach under his dad, Jack Harbaugh. You know, then he was with the Raiders as an assistant, and you might not remember all this. Now, he was with Western Kentucky 94 to 2001, so he was there helping dad for yeah. a long time. And that's when he scouted and recruited and did offensive consultant work. Then with the Raiders, 2002-2003, and then San Diego, 2004-2006, then Stanford, which is where we all knew who he was because of his career in the NFL and his career at Michigan as a player. But we I don't know, to me anyway, he really got on my radar at Stanford. I knew yeah. he was a San Diego State. Okay, fine. Uh, and, you know, they were they were good. They, they certainly were. But Stanford's when he really got on my radar. Uh, his, uh, his dad, Jack, was the defensive coordinator, 80 to 81, so he had a little bit of history there. He went to Palo Alto High School right across the street. Yeah. So he has to, had a history there, and that's when he got on my radar. Then he goes to the 49ers and got on everybody's radar, mm. uh, 2011 to 2014. And I think we all remember that famous handshake with the owner on the field, and you're like, you know this is it. <laughs> Everybody had already heard the stories about this was going to be you know last game and all that. And then obviously after that, he goes to Michigan, 15 to 23, and then did what he did at Michigan. And as you said, they had a had a you know rough beginning, but he didn't take over the best team. I mean, they were coming off of the Brady Hokes and Rich Rodriguez's yeah. of the world, and the Brady Hoke thing was Ugh. they were they were being dominated. Oh yeah, year in year out by Ohio State. Yeah, you know, I think for over a decade at that point, they had mm-hmm. maybe beaten them. They once. They lost eight in a row. 
yeah at that point to um, Gosh. <laughs> to Ohio State and you know and that's after Ohio State with you know like John Cooper who was here at Tulsa and then goes to Arizona State and wins a Rose Bowl and goes up there and has a great record but can't beat Michigan and he gets mm-hmm. fired now mm-hmm. he's still in Columbus John is last time we were up there to broadcast when Tulsa played up there and we went up there twice he uh, John came and visited with us in the booth wow. I knew him from his time here at Tulsa my first year with the team in 85, when I was actually on the sidelines that first year, was the year after he had retired, but he was still around. Or not retired, he'd left and gone on. But he was still he would still, you know, occasionally when he wasn't working at Arizona State, he'd make it back up here. So yeah, I knew him a little, and I knew him from covering the team before that, even though I wasn't broadcasting for them. And he'd stop by and talk to us. And he's a, I mean, he's kind of a legend up there now. After yeah. them firing him, and they, you know, oh, thank God he's out of here. And He's got the problem. Now he's kind of an elder statesman, and, you know, he shows up at games, and he's a fundraiser, and, and they love him, right? That's good. And that's even with a guy who couldn't beat Michigan. Yeah. But my point is— Take some time. <laughs> yeah, it takes a—yes, it does, right? And now, you know, I'm not saying that's that's Ryan Day, but I'm mm-hmm. saying in that situation, you know, somebody had to take over what had not been a good run and then try to make it better, and— you go from there. So uh, all that to say, Sharon Moore is going to have an interesting time to start, and you've got a lot of expectations there. you got a lot of advantages, too. And then mm-hmm. with the Chargers, I think we all scratched our head and looked at them and thought, man, Brandon Staley's doing maybe the worst job I've ever seen an NFL coach do. Yeah. But maybe there's something else to this I really can't tell. And you don't know the mix. You don't know what it was like in the locker room, and that's kind of the thing. You'd see Staley talk after a Chargers game, and none of it made any sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, none of it made any sense. Or he'd say things that you know are not true. Yeah. And just say it like he was confident in it. And, you you know, all right, so it's when someone going to figure this out. And, you know, they obviously had. But he's got what he needs in a quarterback there. Let's see what else he can get in place and if that quirky nature works there. It did with the Niners, at least to some aspect. Yeah, made it to the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Let's see if it does there. And how long, and I saw this immediately. How long before we have a Harbaugh against Harbaugh Super Bowl? Part two. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so good. (laughs) Yep, and it would be fun once again, wouldn't it? 6.30 here on the Blitz 1170. Love to have your opinions on this at 918-262-5072. We'll have this day in sports history brought to you by Triad Eye Institute in just a few minutes with Bryce, followed by some not sports, some fun things today, as you can imagine, including, well, this part's not fun, but if you fly a good deal, It's pretty frightening what we found out yesterday. Here we go again. Yeah, we'll get into that coming up here in just a few minutes on the Blitz 1170. I want to remind you, too, that Triad Eye Institute, who I'm about to tell you about, is involved with us not only promoting their $3,600 LASIK special, but also with what we call Valentine's for Veterans. This is a simple project. You know, if you've got any time at all, or any kids in a class, or kids at home, or you work at a daycare, or whatever, and you would like to help then what we'd like you to do is make Valentine's Day cards for veterans. doesn't have to be fancy. You can fold a sheet of paper in two and just draw and color over it, let the kids go wild. But what we're going to do is gather these up, and we're going to give those to veterans organizations, VAs, and VA hospitals, veteran centers, and make sure that veterans get those at Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Now, some of these people have families, of course, and they'll be around others, but many don't. And this is a great way for us to help them feel just a little bit better. You can, you know, you can certainly buy some and write sp- you know, special notes inside, but what we'd really like you to do is make some. Then drop them off at any Triad Institute location. They're in Tulsa, McAllister, Grove, Bartlesville, uh, Pryor, Claremore, Tulsa. You can also drop them off here, 303 North Boston. That's Griffin Media right, at, right there by Guthrie Green. And we'll just leave them here at the studio, and we will take those. 
and we will give those out as well. So it's called Valentine's for Veterans. You can find out more at com slash Valentine. Please be a part of it with us and the folks over at the Triad Eye Institute. Now, to tell you about their $3,600 LASIK special, I love the fact that we are getting near the end of January. And, you know, all that means is we're closer to spring, and that's what I think we're all looking for. However, it also means we're near the end of the $3,600 LASIK special, and I'd really like that to be something you consider here quickly. Toward the end of December, when we thought that was going to end, because we'd been told it was, they had a huge crush of people trying to get in. And they couldn't get it all scheduled. And some of it had to do with a lot of people, if your insurance changed like ours ours did here, it changes January 1. Well, you can't start the process with one insurance and, and then go with the next one. you got to kind of do the whole thing. Anyway, the point being, they said, let's, let's go ahead and go through January. But it's going to absolutely end at the end of January. So I know this. I know February 1st, LASIK goes up. It will not be $3,600 anymore. It will be more. Now, between now and then, you can get involved, and that's what counts, and get the $3,600 price. The other thing you can do is you can get a free screening at any of those locations I mentioned. You can find them at triadi.com. I've told you before, too, they have 0% financing available. So give that a try and just see about the 0% financing. If you get that done, too, then here we go. You've got everything going your way. I've had eye surgery there. Mine was lens replacement. It was fantastic. Yes, I know it's your eye surgery. I get it, and people can be a little about that, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. There's zero pain, and it's so fast. It's under 25 minutes, and all you have to do is have somebody take you home. It really is special. Call 918-252-2020. It's 918-252-2020. Throw away your glasses. Throw away your contacts. See life again with Triad Eye Institute. The Blitz 1170 stream is brought to you by Duck Creek Casino, your hometown casino. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder were winners over the San Antonio Spurs last night, 140-114. to Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 32 points, 10 assists, but the focus is on the battle of the bigs. Chet Holmgren had 17 points and 9 rebounds for the Thunder. Victor Wembanyama had 24 and 12 for the Spurs. The Oklahoma State Cowgirls lost a heartbreaker to Cincinnati 58 to 56 after a steal and layup in the final seconds for the Bearcats sealed the deal. The Cowgirls shot just 34% from the field. True freshman Staley Hurd from Sepulpa led all scores with 14 points and 11 rebounds, her second career double-double. And the Oklahoma Sooners women's basketball team upset 10th-ranked Texas in Austin 91-87. Lexi Keys had 15 points for the Sooners. OU had just nine turnovers, half their season average. They'll host KU Saturday at 6 o'clock. That's the winter roll of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. Always love hearing from you anytime. 638 here on the Blitz 1170. That is Bryce Hall's in the next room. I'm Rick Corey. Coming up in about 12 minutes this day in sports history, followed by Not Sports. A little over an hour from now, well, pardon me, a little less than an hour from now, Ryan Aber, our OU insider, talk more about Porter Mosier's team. The women's team is doing really well. You know, we haven't talked, and we don't a lot, and I understand why, about the two gymnastics teams at OU, but they're both number one and yeah. just killing people. Oh, yeah. Killing people. Now, we know they have a real history of being very good, so that's cool. But we'll get into that. I also want to ask him if he's been by Love Field, you know, because we're, mm. you know, softball's not that far away. And Joe C said, it will be done. It will be done. <laughs> <laughs> and if Joe C says it will be done, it's 
got to be. You would think it would be done. He's kind of the godfather around here. Uh, again, we, we are in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Love to hear from you at 918-262-5072. Yes, the Gunner Gundy thing was fake. They got me too. Uh, so he's not going to Alabama, but we don't know where he's going to land yet. Mm-hmm. We're still getting texts about Mike Boynton uh, possibly being on the hot seat. But as we had described before, because of his contract situation and a buyout of around $9 million, and how lucky, or pardon me, how young this team is. Yeah, I, you know, as much as he looks drained, I think you had the right word yeah, after like, the loss two nights ago. I don't see him being ousted right now. They have a lot of money they're trying to raise for the athletic village. Coming up with another $9 million seems like a, big of a, a bit of a push. Do they have enough donors to do it? Probably. Yeah. But I just don't know if it's in the cards right now. It could be a... Uh perfect storm in, in a good way maybe for him i think didn't you bring up the date that april 1st mm-hmm. is, is the day they need to wait for so that that can be a situation where you know when you talk about high profile coaching possibilities mm-hmm. either you know re-signing contracts or finding another job by that time so that can be tough and then you know with this young core i think they've shown enough bright spots to where that can be a saving grace in its in itself so yeah, it's, there, it, there are multiple things. It's hard to listen consistently to someone say we're close. Yeah, I go you fans about Lincoln Riley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we've all been through it. No matter who your team is, you've had a time when you mm-hmm. heard your coach say over and over post game, you know, we're really close. I like the kids; they're trying hard, they're playing hard, yeah. and we're really close. Uh, you occasionally see teams quit. We all do that. I mean, at least you think you see that. I mean, I we're not in their heads or helmets or courts or whatever. But I've been around teams and broadcast for teams that you can really much tell they've given up. You know, it's just not there. And it's not – I don't think anybody goes out and goes, well, let's just lose and go home. Yeah. There's just that whole thing where, you're, you know, your physical being is tied to your emotional being. And if you know you're not very good and you know you've had these struggles, well, it's hard to be at a peak. It is. And I, I think what's really interesting about this team is when you look at, like, Arkansas, for example, and they're just getting dismantled, yep. you know, game, I think they're averaging – 20-point losses right now in SEC mm-hmm. play. Um, all, all their losses are by 20 points on average. What's interesting about OSU, and I think what makes things worse, is they're they close. haven't they, – yeah, they're, they're close. They haven't given up. But to have, like, this game against TCU where you were up by 17 uh, for a good portion of the first half, and I remember talking to my dad one time, and my dad – like, we are watching a game, and my dad said, you know – they're they're gonna be on one night. They're just gonna have one night where they are just on. They can't miss, and they're you know they're just gonna ru- run somebody out of the gym. You know you might see that, and it looked like that was gonna happen. But the only problem was it lasted about twelve minutes, and it vanished so quickly as as much as it came. So I think that makes it even worse. What you're talking about, where it just really drains you, is when you have moments where everything is firing on all cylinders and you still can't get there. But besides just being blown out every game, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I do. Now, when you lead by 17, I, again, been around a lot of teams who get a lead like that. You never believe it's going to last. Yeah. You you never ba- do. Basketball's a game of runs. Oh, like, God, I, I, yeah. I get that. I don't care if it's football. I've yeah. been around enough teams. I've been around enough Tulsa teams that go down to SMU, lead by twenty at the half, and lose. And it should be hard to lose if you lead somebody by twenty at the half. How much can change at halftime? But apparently, and that's happened more than once. Yeah. So yeah, you get up by seventeen in basketball. All you're doing is praying you hold on and win by five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's all there is to it. But to, you're right, and you'd think you would hope that when you see a team hit that streak, and you see it all working like it's supposed to. 
they get that feeling. And then they, oh, yeah. this is it. This is what they've been trying to tell us. This is where the, this is where the coaching comes in. This is what we've been trying to learn. And then, then you want that. You get greedy for it. Mm-hmm. Then you want that. Then, you know, it's like they always say, you win when you coach them harder. And yeah. some will tell mm-hmm. you, well, if you lose, you coach them harder. That can be I mean, today. Sometimes you can just beat them down. You that, know? Well, yeah, there was a time 20 years ago you might be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, honest to God, and I'm not, hey, I'm not saying I'm not going to do one of those, oh, kids these days, I'm not doing that. However, attitudes are different. The way yeah. we approach things are different, all of us adults down. Because you, you, you have an open door the whole time, too. You know, yep. as, as a possibility to just, if, yeah, if you're getting beat down all the time, there's no repercussions. I can get out of this situation. You and know? I do think people are a little less receptive to coaching, tough coaching. Mm. Overall, there are still people, there are still players, men and women, who want that. Who was it? I think yeah. it was Avery who said, um, I can't remember, was it an NBA coach? Was it Avery? I think it was who said, you know, average players want to be left alone. Good players want to be coached. Great players want to know the truth. Mm. You you go to a Michael Jordan and say, "Look, this you're doing, it's not good enough." Okay, yeah. an average player just gets gets upset and wants to go hide. Uh, you know, a good player will go, "All right," but a great player wants to know that so they can go work on it and make it better. I don't know that the attitudes are always like that for everybody these days, and they they were never like that for everybody. But I do think it was that way for a bigger chunk of the players. Yeah at that time than it is now uh, just from just from what i see in locker rooms and i hey look i've still been around some kids who were tough as nails but i've also been around some who hang nail and they're not playing that day or whatever because again not only is there an open door they're all thinking for the next step and the next move because believe mm-hmm. me every kid that goes to play college football that's hyperbole not every most of those guys who go play college football or you know again basketball or uh, even a women's sport but especially the ones who have high paying in you know, careers in professional sports, they all believe they're going to get there. They all hope they're going to get there and they all believe they're going to get there. And so, you know, they're trying to get there, but they, I think sometimes have that more in, in mind than anything else. It doesn't always want to make them work hard, which sounds weird, but it's, but it's true. So all that to say, to your point, yes, they had that great run and you're just hoping that part will catch. And for whatever reason, it just didn't. I mean, I think that that's the thing that you're really just having to hold on to. You're going to have many opportunities in the Big 12 to, uh, you know, make a statement at some point. And they've, again, they've proven that they can hang with people now, mm-hmm. but it's just a matter of being able to hold on to something when you yeah. got it. Yeah. But as, as the, you know, as the texter said, is, you know, is he on the hot seat? We get that question almost every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, should you be? Yeah. You really should. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think that's the best way to go about it is we don't know exactly for sure, but from our perspective, from what we're seeing, just like you're seeing, yeah, we yeah. completely understand that he should be. It, it, is it, and is it too bad because he's a wonderful guy and all that? It is. Yes. You know, and there was a time, and I've been around guys like this, who even though they weren't didn't have great records as head coaches, they were really good people and everybody loved them and mm-hmm. they got a break. You can't do that now. No, you just can't because you fall so far behind. Then you then you lose guys. Then you can't get guys in the portal. You have a harder time signing high school guys, and you're lost. And especially in a league as difficult as the Big Twelve, which even 
when Oklahoma and Texas go, and, and let's be honest, both of them have been good basketball programs, but they haven't been like their football programs. You're going to bring in the Utahs of the world, the Arizonas of the world, who are really good. Mm-hmm. You know, UCF, is, as we said yesterday, is beating people. BYU yeah. is ranked. Arizona State could run you out of the gym next yep. year. For you already you know. got Houston here, you know, who's really good. And then the Cincinnati team's been a really tough out. So you're going to get – the Big 12 is not going to get worse next year. Arizona's going to easily replace OU or Texas. Mm-hmm. Or you know, and then you're you know, then who knows who else comes in? As you said, Arizona State might be better, but we know Utah's not bad. Colorado, me, although the women's basketball is really good. You know, my point is, it's not going to get much worse by, by committee. It's mm-hmm. going to be pretty tough. Yeah, I think so. And so you you better be able to get this thing rolling. So you know, should he be just from that standpoint? Probably, but is that likely? It really isn't. Got a text here at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. That's our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line. Love to have you in here too. We we're talking about hog basketball. And Gary answers, please, Rick. Life's difficult enough. No more talk about hog men's basketball this year. Coach must failed in his portal shopping or coaching or something this year. Baseball and softball have got to be better. Here's hoping. Bless you guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Gary. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how all Arkansas fans, honestly, after football season, you had to be going, oh, thank God, it's basketball season. Yeah. And now you've got to be thinking, oh, can we just get to the smaller round balls, <laughs> to baseball and softball, where we know we're going to be good. We know we had a team in the World Series, <laughs> you know, and we hope mm-hmm. we can get back there again. And all is well in Hogland if you can get there, but you got to get there first. That's yeah. a head scratcher over there. Hot seat for him? No, I don't think so, because it's no, only a one-year thing. Yeah. But you see the frustration on his face, too, mm-hmm. and how he <laughs> – you know, he seems so frustrated with the lack of effort. And have you have you watched them much? A little bit, seldomly. I probably watched a total of a game and a half. Yeah, I see little effort. Yeah, I, I mean, I really, I'm, I'm troubled by that. I see guys individually trying to make plays. I don't see a team trying mm-hmm. to make a play. And then you see his frustration afterwards with we're not. What he's basically saying is we're not tough enough. And I, yeah. you get that feeling when you watch them. Maybe not getting up to your full potential, right? And and I think you know when 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 she brings up, uh, you know, is it coaching or is it you know bad portal mm-hmm. shopping? Well, you know, like what Tyler oh, what Tyler Cass said, you know, this was a a, a big time talked about group that he got in the portal, like the top transfer portal class. Mm-hmm. They sold out their season ticket allotment and like. August yeah. or something like that. So there was there the hype was there yeah. in terms of what this team could be, which is maybe part of the problem. Yeah, you have that hype. Six fifty on the Blitz eleven seventy. He is Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. All right, I'll play the Jason and the Kelsey brothers audio coming up after probably about seven fifteen or so this morning. So stay tuned for that. We we're going to do it there, and we kind of got sidetracked into basketball because of our texts. But we'll do that. I promise. We got this day in sports history brought to you by Triad Eye Institute in just a moment with Bryce, and we'll follow that with not sports. That's next right here on the Blitz. Don't look now. But the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Thunder were big winners over the San Antonio Spurs, 140-114. to Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 32 points, 10 assists, but the focus was on the battle of the big men. Chet Holmgren had 17 points, 9 rebounds for the Thunder. Victor Wimbanyama had 24-12 and 12 for the Spurs. And last night, the Razorbacks of Arkansas never led in their blowout loss at Ole Miss, 77-51. It was the fifth double-digit loss for Arkansas in conference play. Arkansas only made 17-51 of shots from the field and had 14 turnovers. They'll host sixth-ranked Kentucky on Saturday. 
And Michigan Wolverines head coach Jim Harbaugh is leaving the school to be the next head coach for the L.A. Chargers. The team announced yesterday Harbaugh's deal is for five years. Harbaugh played for the Chargers for two seasons in 1999 and 2000. He hasn't coached in the NFL since 2014. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.